0: What's up, guys? <laughs> hey, what's up, Matt? <laughs> this is Racing Through Life, a podcast hosted by myself and myself, Christian. What's going on? And uh it's also hosted by Open Race, and mm-hmm. Open Race is an app um looking to connect and motivate runners. It's a real-time virtual running app, one of it one of a kind, um, looking to help event organizers increase revenue, reach a larger audience, and provide a more interactive virtual race, especially. During these COVID times, trying to do a lot of canceled events and uh, we're just trying to bring back um, the fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Racing Through Life is kind of helping us brand. It's our podcast and we're trying to take a deep dive into the running industry. You know, we felt that no one else, especially through podcasts, was, you know, um, talking to different runners. No one really understands the life kind of a runner goes through competitive. Even people within the event organization world, it's, it's a quite a
0: close community. And uh, we're taking a deep dive in and we got a great guest today. Phenomenal guest. We got Awesome. Kendall Williams. Um, not only was she one of the most highly recruited heptathletes um, from high school, mm-hmm. she went on to the University of Georgia. Yep. Um, and I don't want to talk too much about her whole Olympic time. Don't get them excited. Uh, but she was an Olympian, yep. um, or she still is an Olympian. Um, went to the 2016 Real Olympics. Training. Won right a lot throughout her university career at University of Georgia. NCAA gold medalist quite, a, quite often. Yeah very often yeah and uh super excited to have her on we'll sure. let her tell her story welcome kendall, kendall and- wow. wow i literally
1: <laughs> forgot too i literally this is our second podcast back to back if that I
2: if you realize so like
1: bad. mid mid conversation i've been like oh my god <laughs> so crazy.
0: awesome well uh thank you for joining us mm-hmm. um as you know it's called like racing through life um, basically, what we want to do on here is kind of just um, get to know you, both inside and outside of um, your athletic career. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have like a few questions lined up. We'll go off topic based on like how the conversation's going. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for for coming on, and we're excited. Thank you for
2: having me on. We're excited.
0: <laughs> awesome. So, whereabouts are you calling from today?
2: I'm in Athens, Georgia.
1: Cool. Awesome. How's yeah. the weather down there right now?
2: It's like perfect like I love Georgia at this time because it's like 70s and sunny and like the leaves are now starting to change and so it's just perfect today was a little on the warmer side I think it's like uh in the 80s today but for the most part like all this week it's just been like beautiful like the perfect weather
0: that's great
1: yeah I wish we can I wish we could relate to that it's getting now because we're up in Toronto so it's getting like Apparently we're supposed to have a really bad like winter, so the fall is going to be a little colder. And now it's starting. We feel it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Last week it was still bit. in the twenties, and then boom. Weekend was bad. Twenty yeah. degrees Celsius. Celsius. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: yeah. I think that's what's the conversion. I think I'm, it's like to find, maybe It's not sixty. Is that a bad guess? Sixty?
1: Maybe sixty. <laughs> if my, I feel like it's sixties. So if no I had no to idea. do the conversion.
0: <laughs>
2: Oh yes, I was talking to you guys in Fahrenheit.
1: Yeah, no, no, we knew. We but, kinda, um, yeah. I don't yeah. <laughs> no, I knew she was talking in Fahrenheit. No, I was I knew, just, I I'm trying to do the mental math in my head. Okay, if she's Fahrenheit or <laughs> Celsius, so if we 10 <laughs> degrees
0: Celsius, what is that Fahrenheit? I just didn't know. <laughs> have you lived in Georgia um, your whole life, mm-hmm. or? Recently- uh,
2: I have. I was actually I was born in Virginia, but I I don't claim it because we moved to Georgia when I was one. So like I okay. I grew up free of Virginia. So yeah, I was born in Kennesaw, Georgia, which is like an hour and a half from where I am now. Cool. And um yeah, my parents we've been in that house all my life and so I came uh to the University of Georgia, which is in Athens. Um and so yeah, I've just been training with my um my college coach um nice. now that I'm a professional, I did go to San Diego briefly for like 8 months to train at the Olympic Training Center. Um, but then after that, I just came like right back to Athens. So yeah, majority of my life has been in Georgia, um, and I love it that way. I like Georgia, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very happy.
1: That's awesome.
0: That's great. Um, what What's your favorite thing about Georgia?
2: Um, man, I I like that people are so nice, and I guess that I mean like the southern hospitality thing is very mm-hmm. real. Like people will like randomly give hugs or like give you food or you know, invite (laughs) you to come with it. Like it's, it's just, everybody is so nice. And then also I like the weather. It doesn't, we don't really have any extremes. I mean, it gets like a little cold here, but we don't really see snow. Yeah, it's like, it gets hot, but it's not like too hot, hot. yeah, Yeah, we don't get tornadoes or like, I mean, we get kind of the aftermath of hurricanes, but it's not, we're not, in the in the midst of the craziness. So yeah, I just feel like it's just like a good just a good chill spot to like grow up.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean that's great. One of the like I guess Canada. Yeah. Um Toronto more specifically is like it's it's really nice in the summer. Like I I love it in it's the great. summer. It's great weather. Um yeah. it's not like too hot but it's like
1: it's warm. It's warm. It's warm. Like, yeah. you're enjoying the and weather. It could
0: be some hot days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. But then the winter is, like, super cold. And yeah. Unless you do, like... Like, I played hockey most of my life growing up, so, like, I would like the winter when I'm playing hockey because, like, I have something right. to look forward to. But, like, now that I'm not playing hockey anymore, it's, like... <laughs> There's little to the winter other it's than like freezing. Like you sometimes don't, going like snowboarding. And I feel like as you get
1: like older, like when you're younger, you don't think anything of it. You know, it's like all well, winter it's cold, but like as you get older, you're like, okay like I'm I'm now it's cold. Now I'm just annoyed, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to get to work and I'm freezing.
2: <laughs> I've never been to Canada. Wow. Yeah. I mean
0: been- I've never been to Georgia. We've been to the state but not out. I've never been I've passed like I went to Virginia Beach um yeah that was fun i went to i've been to new york city like the main kind of spots buffalo just across the border here vegas Uh, and oh yeah we went to vegas Vegas for new year's Year's. that was
2: fun that was was, that's (laughs) like fun places yeah
0: (laughs) but not like out like haven't been to cali i want to go to cali Mm -hmm. i want to go um down like the atlantic coast Mm -hmm. um as well yeah
2: Yeah.
0: nice Um yeah. You recently got a dog.
2: I did. Yeah. Yeah. She's Nova.
0: Love the
1: name. Love the name Nova. Nova. Why why Nova?
2: I literally just found it on the internet. And I was like, that sounds good. That sounds something that's like not that common. I wanted something short. Um and yeah, I just I settled on Nova. But it's funny because when I tell people her name, they're like, oh, for Villanova. And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <Just> <laughs> complete <laughs> opposite <laughs>
2: actually. <laughs> like yeah, it, it literally has no other meaning other than I saw it on Google when I was like typing in like girl Q, dog names. Cute
1: dog names. names for a girl. <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly. And then I scrolled through and then I had a list and um I was like, you know what? Nova sounds good and different. I've never heard it before. Yeah, I had it yeah, but she's She's fun. I uh, adopted her from a shelter that's like 30 minutes from here. Aww. And, um, yeah, but she just turned out very differently than I thought. Um, I thought I was getting like a nice, calm, quiet dog. And of course, that's never the case. Like it's like they're quiet when you're like browsing, but then as soon as you get them home, it's like the personality explodes. So you get like, them
1: in the car and they're just going all over the place. I'm you're gonna, like, oh my God, what did I just do? <laughs>
2: And then I didn't know what she was either because I got her from the pound and they said mix and they said, okay, she's a mix. Um, she's going to be 44 pounds. And I was like, oh, great. You know, she just look like a lab to me. And then she started to grow into her face. And then my brother was like, uh, Kendall, I think she might be a pit bull. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not what I was trying to sign up for. And then we did the DNA test and it came back 50, 50. She's half pit bull, half German shepherd. Well, um, oh, that's pretty sick. Pounds, I'm gone. 70 pounds. <laughs> and, and just, so she's super intelligent, but like the energy level, and then you hear a bark. She's got the deepest bark. <laughs> and um, yeah, some of no, but please. Uh, and yeah, so she's, she's dense and she's super energetic, super smart, but um, definitely way different than I was expecting.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. I guess two parter question here, just just in the dog topic. Um, What's I guess the best part about having a dog, and like what's like your least favorite part? If you got to pay like one like, little nitty thing, you just like I can live without.
2: Yeah, okay. I can live without having to pick up poop.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, in like
2: my apartment complex, it's like you know the rule of like okay, you can't just leave the dogs. Yeah, you got to pick it up. So like I could live without that part. um and then also it's really expensive. You know, the food is expensive. Yep. And then I like spoil her. So like every day I'm in the pet store buying toys, like spending <laughs> all of like all of my money is going to the doll. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I guess I do that to myself. But the best part is just having um company all the time. I mean, especially yep. during um quarantine and stuff. I live by myself, so I couldn't imagine being here. Just alone in my like one bedroom, I would have gotten mm-hmm. so bored. But the fact that I had her, we worked on a lot of tricks. So we learned how to roll over That's during cold. quarantine. <laughs> I know I've always wanted a dog that could roll over, so we tackled that during quarantine. Um, and just you know, getting out of the house to do, you know, walks yep. or in the neighborhood or whatever, um, or go on hikes or something like so just having just like something to keep you occupied day in and Great. day out.
1: No, that's awesome. But you also said in your um, email, you sent us your brother lives down the street from you. That's correct. So, and he's also an Olympic, an Olympic athlete, you said?
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's a professional athlete as well. So he just missed the team in 2016 by two spots. So he placed fifth at the Olympic trials in 2016. Um, but then he made the world championship team in 2017 and got 10th in the world. And then also in 2019. So, um, Yeah. So we're really excited about, well, it was supposed to be this year, but next year, uh, uh, hopefully do really well. Yeah. Super great athlete and literally lives like three minutes down the road. So, uh, that's really awesome.
1: Do you guys, I guess, training purposes, um, is he also a heptathlete or is he?
2: Um, well, yeah. So the men do the decathlon. So the women do the hept and the men do the deck. They have 10 events. Um, but yeah, so sometimes we'll train together. So on like Tuesdays and Thursdays Mm -hmm. and Saturdays, I see him for like weightlifting and then our throwing sessions. Mm -hmm. Um, But for our other event specific stuff, um, his group trains like early in the morning at 10.30. And I train at 10.30. So I mean, sometimes when I get to practice, he'll just be leaving because he's been so dead after the workout that he's just now like coming back to life to be able to walk to his car. (laughs) Um, But I mainly see
1: him on like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Okay, so this is that's first of all that's incredible the fact that both you guys are like top tier world class (laughs) athletes and especially probably if not the hardest one of the hardest events because you know there's seven and ten so I mean eight seven seven or eight. Seven and ten. Come on, math. I'm the math guy. Obviously, you can <laughs> you can tell there. But anyways, so growing up, how is it like you two just competitive-wise pushing each other? Were you guys always just, you know, right from the get-go, just natural freak athletes? Like, how did that work growing up? What sports did you two play? Talk about that.
2: Um, so yeah, so he was more the sporty one. I mean, he did baseball, basketball, soccer, like, name it. I was that little sister that was like playing with dolls and like, I would just be kind of at his games and and he was playing baseball on the 4th of July. And, um, after the game, the team just decided to kind of just camp out and watch fireworks where we were. And, you know, the, the boys started racing each other, like in the grass. And so I decided that I wanted to race and I outran like most of them, except for Devin. And so after that, my parents were like, she probably needs to do something other than just like sit here and <laughs> go to do all this stuff. So, um, so that's when I started getting involved in sports. They found uh, the track team. Uh, and then, so that was kind of, that was, I was seven years old. My brother was eight at that time. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so I've been running track ever since. I did play basketball. Absolutely terrible. I I was a cheerleader for a while. Decent at the (laughs) every other sport that I tried. I mean, I did tennis lessons, swimming lessons, but it never graduated to doing the actual sport. Yeah. Because my dad was like, she's not progressing fast enough. (laughs) 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 She's not gonna be good at this. But for some reason, track just kind of it just kind of stuck. It was like the only thing that like. It was like a glimmer of hope so uh stuck with track and um yeah here we are today my dad was actually our coach growing up from you know we were seven years old all the way up until we went to college
0: wow that's mm-hmm. awesome so w- with track did you like how did you get into all these different yeah events
1: that would be my first like in high school so i'm assuming um you and your brother uh Devin? yeah I'm assuming you guys both were on the track team. So when you guys started off, like grade, I guess, earlier years, grade nine, 10, what were you doing? You know, multiple race, multiple events, like the hub 100, 200, what was that like for you guys?
2: Yeah, we started off doing, um, like when we were little, the short stuff, like 100, yep. 200. Um, and then my dad would tell us like, okay, well, in order to run a good 200, like you, you gotta run the 400. And so right. <laughs> we built up from there. And then, you know, we started to try out field events. Okay. Let's try the long jump. Let's try the high jump. And then at that age, when you're young, it's the pentathlon, so it's only five events. Okay. And we'd already been doing most of them. Like we had been introduced to the hurdles. We had done some jumping events. Wow. Um, And so he's like, well, you know, now all we got to do is learn how to throw, and then, you know, run the 800 or the 15. In my brother's case, and so you know, we're already most of the way there to the pentathlon. So we tried that, um, and I think that's ages. I don't know, like t- around twelve or something like wow. that. Wow. And then so the pentathlon, um, for me, graduates into the heptathlon and yep. the decathlon. So it just kind of just snowballed. But yeah, over the years we just started trying different events, and then we realized that all these events can fit together into you know the heptathlon, I mean, and decathlon. Think, yeah. so
0: that's
2: how we got to where we are. <laughs>
0: wow that is the, that's so impressive like it's one thing being like good at like one thing and training like so hard So like, like the one 100 thing, you know like one you've thing got seven your brother's got 10 like and they're not even like like i guess they're somewhat i can list
1: them off if you'd like okay okay so no, i have the it. so athlete it's 100 now let me know if i'm wrong this was a google search so i'm hoping this is correct 100 meter hurdles high jump shot put 200 meters long jump javelin and 800 meters
2: That is correct. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what? Wow. What do? What's like one thing all those have in common, if there's any? (laughs) Explosiveness.
2: Yeah, I guess. Except for then when you get to the eight, it's like you don't really have to be explosive. Although now the eight hundred is really turning into like a sprint. But like. Yeah. I don't know. It's like yeah, you don't need the same explosiveness to like get out of the blocks for like the hurdles you that you need for the eights. I don't know what they all have in common. Um
0: wow. Well, I, I mean, yeah.
2: Well, oh, I really don't know. That's a good question.
0: <laughs> what's her name? <laughs> Nova. Oh Nova. Nova, Nova man. Like weird. weird. Nova, we literally it's Nova dude. I know it okay.
2: sounds like a, a male dog. I literally I like I had to put a pink bandana <laughs> on her so that I was not Oh, he's so handsome. Because I would take her on a walk and they'd be like, Oh, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> Cause she's so stocky, I don't know, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know what the, all the events in the heptathlon would have in common. I guess just the person doing it just has to be crazy enough to want to do all of that, I guess, <laughs> like,
1: I don't know. I guess my first question is when I guess you, your brother and your dad first got into, you know, training for all these events, uh, probably a lot for you guys at like 12, you know, like grade six five, six, seven. So when you're, you're training for these and it's a lot of different events, was there one in particular that was more so you lo- you were, I guess maybe you were better in, so you liked it. And one, you were like, I don't really like this, this part of it.
2: Yeah, for sure. Definitely love the hurdles. Um, okay. we so much time training for the hurdles. My dad loves the hurdles. He loved coaching us and he would come up with all these crazy drills and things that we <laughs> would in practice. Um, and it was just so fun to just kind of experiment and get faster at the hurdle. So I think that's probably me and Devin's favorite event, um, and it has been all these years. Least favorite by far is the eight hundred. Like I oh, mean, okay. I have a sense of like a a walrus. Like I just I cannot like I've always struggled with the eight hundred, and it still like kills me to this day. Um, so yeah, I could definitely live without any kind of endurance running for sure. I'm definitely like a short like speed power kind of person.
1: Um,
2: so yeah, 800 is by far at the bottom of the list and then hurdles are like way at the top.
1: Okay. That that's okay. That's a fair answer to be honest. Um, so then after high school, you go to UGA, so university of Georgia, did you get a full ride scholarship where you did a couple schools calling you, asking you, recruiting you, how did that whole process, I guess your grade 12 year, how was, how was that for you?
2: It was, insane because the moment Mm -hmm. that like colleges are able to call you yeah they are blowing up the phone if you're like a um an elite athlete coming out of high school and so um i wasn't even taking the calls most of the time my dad was like (laughs) i let him do all of that i'm like because i will get so overwhelmed so i think we got to kind of sit down and figure out a list of like what i wanted out of a Mm -hmm. program and then Mm -hmm. if schools just didn't need that then i just I, I don't know, I just couldn't like spend too much time talking to. There would be no point in like the coach coming to visit me going if I knew that it wasn't gonna meet the criteria, so
1: yeah.
2: um you get five official visits, and I actually only took three because okay. I'm like super indecisive, and I'm like, if I give myself too many options,
1: you're not gonna
2: I would be waiting still to this day to like make a decision about <laughs> where <I'm going. laughs> um. So my official visits were, uh, Georgia, Florida, and LSU. Okay. Um, I did take some unofficial visits kind of everywhere. I don't even know how many unofficials I did. Um, but I really narrowed it down to those three and, um, and then even, then I narrowed it down to like Georgia, Florida. Um, and I was going back and forth for a while. And then I just started to really see the benefit of going to UGA. My brother was already there. Mm. Um, So that kind of helped like me being able to see how my coach improved him in just one year. So I'm like, okay, well we came from the same place If he can improve my brother. He can probably improve me as well. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of what my coach's name is Petros, a lot of, um, his philosophies and things aligned with like how my dad coached us. And so it wouldn't have been that big of a shell shot going from my dad to, to Petros. Um, you know, it's an hour and 30 minutes from my house. I am a homebody so yep. you know moving across the country was not going to work you know going too far was just not going to work so I, I just I started to see the benefits of UGA in the moment that I committed um it just automatically just felt like the right place and um I had a lot of success there and the, you know the the people there from like not even just with athletics but just the administration and my professors I mean I just it was the best time going out That's college.
1: awesome. Um I guess and I just have on a little green with the subject. So when you when you got the scholarship to um, UGA, did you have? So you were training. I guess were there events for the hept the heptathlon? There were events, so that's what you were competing in. Um, for I guess like states and stuff like that. That's what you were like competing in. Um,
2: so, like so, the high school doesn't actually have the heptathlon and yeah, heptathlon. So we would do that um during like summer, like AAU.
1: Training. Got it. Got be, it.
2: In high school, I would do like some of the individual events so like i would still do hurdles um long jump high Mm -hmm. jump i I was on the four by one relay the four by four um so yeah but they didn't actually have the heptathlon that would be just like aau
0: yeah okay so during um why don't you like run us through your experience i guess at georgia um like how'd you like it how'd you progress over the years did it live up to the like the standards that you kind of thought it would
2: yeah, so um, I started, well, my, my personal best in the top one coming into Georgia was like 55, 78, I think. And I left with sixty-five, sixty-four. So I, I had a big wow. point increase, but Petro's already told me that I, you know, cause on my visit, he like had a binder And then he showed me the milestones that I was going to hit each year, like how he could improve me. That's also another reason that, what convinced me to go to Georgia, he actually had a plan. Um, So yeah, in that first year, um, I improved from that 55.78, and I got over 6,000 points. I don't remember what the exact score was, but um, I I broke the 6,000 point barrier. I broke the collegiate record in the pentathlon indoors. Wow. Um, which was really cool. And I won NCAAs um, indoor and outdoor freshman year. So
0: holy cow. I wasn't
2: expecting that at all. What a year. Yeah, it was great. And, but I wasn't expecting it. You know, I was thinking as a freshman, I was going to go in to NCAAs and I would have been happy to take home third or something. You know what I mean? Just, you know, my first year. So to win and then break the collegiate record, I was like...
1: Dad, I'm coming home with more medals.
2: Yeah, like what happened? even know how that even happened um so going into sophomore year of course there was a lot of pressure because I'm like well how am I supposed to relive that like that's something I thought I was gonna (laughs) do my senior year um and so I I won indoor NCAAs again and rebroke the record again and then outdoor I didn't win outdoor um NCAAs I think I, I played second outdoor NCAAs sophomore year and then, oh, but my, my point total increased to, I don't know what, but it increased every year. It got better. Yeah, that's,
0: that's um, awesome.
2: And then junior year, I rebroke my collegiate record indoors <laughs> again. And, um, and then I won outdoors as well again. And then junior year is also when I um, made the Olympic team. And then 2017, my last year, didn't break my um, collegiate record again. But, but I did you win? yeah I did <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I won outdoors as well, so that was a good cap off and then um made the world championship team that year, so it was really good, and we just kept improving and um each event kept improving, and then I improved the the consistency to where I could put them all together because yeah, it's like you can have a a great high jump p r a great hurdle p r but it's like can you do them? you know, when you need to do them, like, you know, during the HEP. So um, I think over the years, we've just focused on like, being consistent, like being able to perform at your best during the the HEP. And so I think that's kind of why my score has been kind of gradually improving because as I get older, I'm learning the events more, and I'm able to get those big performances like when I need them.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Well, first of all, congratulations. Like yeah. that's yeah. An amazing feat. Has anyone broken your like first record? Uh. Like the one from Freshman? Yeah, the Freshman, because she's not like, it's like record, record, record. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's like record, record, I, I,
1: that's a good Oh yeah, name. like when you look at the top records, it's literally your name three, four <laughs> time. yeah, three times.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> wow anyway yeah you don't have to know the answer to that yeah. question but I, I would, i'd be curious okay.
1: as an athlete i would be so scared like looking like oh like what's the record it's like the same part it's like oh okay,
0: <laughs> okay. wait what's the no wait it's the first one okay hey, who got okay second? wait what's who got the second, second one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right <laughs> third oh.
2: yeah it was it was cool i was trying to go for the four in a row but i think the day i messed up like the high jump or something and i was like it just threw my whole score off track and yeah it was, like, I'd just be happy if I could win four straight. Cause I don't, I don't know if anybody had done that,
1: um, Ever. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah. That's a nuts.
0: Like insane feet. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. How does the, so for the people that don't know, including myself, how does the, the scoring work and how, like, when do you do these events? Like there's seven events. So do you do them like within two, three days or like, yeah, is so, there a specific order?
2: indoors the pentathlon which is the five events we do all of that in the same day okay um and the events you get 30 minutes between each event to like do whatever you need to do so that that that, a, that is one wow. time that's time to get treatment that's time to eat do everything that you need to do <laughs> in the 30 minutes before you get ready for your next wow event. um and as far as scoring i actually don't even know how scoring works like i think the running is more than the jumping, and the, like, the jumping is worth more than the throwing. Like, okay. I, I can't tell you. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, but it's it's kind of weighted like that. Like, I know shot put is um, not that high of a point getter, so that's why, like, when I usually mess up the shot put, which happens, like, every time, my score, I don't really fall that far in the standings because okay. I can do really well in, like, the hurdles or, like, the high jump or something, which yeah. is worth ways more points um the heptathlon is over two days so you do four events the first day That's and then um, launch up javelin 800 the the next day um but yeah the same you get like 30 minutes in between um each event to to get ready so you'll see heptathletes with a suitcase and in that suitcase we'll have like all of our shoes of course and then energy you know, bars water it, yeah energy things you know a cooler like snacks because you're literally just out there all day and you can't really go that far so yeah
1: that's a weird time the half an hour is so awkward
0: like uh you know yeah you're spending the first 10 minutes just probably catching your breath yeah
2: (laughs) yeah so you walk over to the next event site you sit down you might change your shoes you might take a bite of a bar um and then you gotta start getting your mark and warming up for the next event pretty much so we we do a lot with like very little like fuel in our body because usually yep. people would love to like eat a sandwich or something. But nope, we're on like peanuts and like little like energy chews and mm. stuff like that. Um, although in Europe they do give us a little more time, um, so like we might actually have time to like eat a sandwich because then we might have like an hour and a half or something. But um, well,
1: that's pretty long though between each event an hour and a half.
2: Oh, no, 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 like an hour and a half, like like one block of an hour and a half where, like, we're just chilling, like maybe before gotcha. 100 or something. Um, if they have other stuff going on on the track, uh, we might get a little bit more time, but for the most part, it's 30 minutes.
0: Okay.
1: That's, up? I think that's, like, fair. That's, I th- it's I mean, tiring. It's <laughs> that's Definitely, like, by, like, event three, I'm like, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely tiring.
0: Do you, do you have any – okay, so the the point system, so it would be more – it would be beneficial to, for someone to improve like their are running um, so that they get a better overall score. Um, yeah. Do you, is the point by like what place you come in or by like time? Time. Time, So okay.
2: And that's what's so interesting about the multi. It's, it's like, if you have a hundred, you're like just literally racing against the person next to you but multi-eventers you'll see us like cheering for each other and like helping each other out because at the end of the day it's like yeah we're c- competing against each other but we're ultimately trying to get our best score yeah. and so and we do that by like getting our best mark because it's like yes yeah, someone might place first and you know get a certain amount of points but if i'm only maybe like a half a second behind her i'm not going to be that far behind her in the Points. I might be maybe like fifty points behind her or something like that. Like you don't get extra points for winning the event. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's. I, I mean, I guess
1: you. No, I know what you mean. No, I know. I know what you're trying to say. Yeah,
2: it's like it's it's not really. I mean, yeah, you do want to win as many events as you can because that will equal more points.
1: More points. points than
2: yeah. your competitors getting. Um, but yeah, that's what's interesting about the multi is yeah you just kind of people have strength and strengths and weaknesses. So like my strength is the hurdles and like the jumping events my weaknesses are the shot put um, and like the javelin and the eight. So you kind of got to just be strategic about, you know, you got to look at Yeah. Okay, this person's strength is this, you know, I got to make sure I don't completely drop the ball. Otherwise this person can get enough points to like pass me in the standings. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's interesting and like stressful, but it's fun.
1: Oh, I can see where the stress at any point in that day would come, especially like, let's say one of the event, like, like you just said, one of the events that you think you have an upper hand on your yeah. competitor, who usually is like right there with you, I guess, so like, like the two or three does better you in the hurdles. You're like, okay, I got to yeah. like do better now. And in, in the right. jump, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. yeah. To make some more points up. Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. That's cool. And you said also in the email, you had a unique story about getting into the Olympic trials. Yeah. yeah well, I'd love to hear that. What's that about? Yeah.
2: So, oh my gosh, the U.S. Olympic trials is like the most stressful week I've ever experienced. I mean, you can like cut the tension with a knife. Like it was, and the heptathletes, we competed at the end of the week. So we have watched people's like dreams come true or their dreams be crushed all That's week. scary. And we're just waiting for like our chance. Wow. So um, I, I'm coming in, you know, after the collegiate season, I've had a good season. Um, you know, there's probably like four of us that like are really, really in contention to like make the team. So yeah. I'm going in with the mindset of, okay, if everything goes well, I can probably make this team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have a good first day, um, decent second day. I can't remember now if anything, if I if I really messed up anything, it was probably the shot put, honestly, if, if anything. But um, so flash forward to the 800, And I'm sitting in third, only three people make the team. And the woman behind me sitting in fourth, she, her, her personal best in the 800 is like 10 seconds or something, 10 seconds or more faster than mine. And so, but the problem is I cannot let her beat me by more than like seven and a half seconds or something. And so I'm sitting here before the race, like how, how is this going to work? Like, I don't know. Like she's been to the Olympics before. She's like a seasoned person. This is my yeah. first time. Oh my gosh. I'm like the nerves. Like I'm already nervous before any 800. Just and you're a case.
1: junior, right? You said you were a junior. And oh, so you're yeah. your third year in college, right? Yeah.
2: Yes. And That's she's scary. Little, She's like, I don't even know, maybe like 31 at this point. Oh my God. Um, so I'm freaking out. And so, yeah. so my, my coach, like, you know, before every race he kind of tells me what I need to do um you know whether it's to get my own personal best whether it's to go after a record whether it's to maintain a the spot that I'm in so he tells me that I have like seven and a half seconds or something and he's just like you've just got to no I think he asked me I think he's like you know what do you, what do you want to do and I'm like I don't know, like, I don't know. And he's like just just stay just try to stay on her shoulder just relax and just kind of just tuck in behind her and I'm like that's easier said than done. And so anyway, he leaves, I'm freaking out. And my brother actually comes up to me and he says, Kendall, um, the pain is going to last like a couple of minutes. And he said, but being an Olympian is going to last a lifetime. He's like, so you can, Just you can adjust. do it. He's like, yeah. Just believe in yourself. And so he was the last person I talked to before I stepped on the track. And, um, I literally just like, I ran my like guts out. Like I literally fell across the finish line because my legs were so tired. It was a personal best in the 800. And so I'm on the track, barely crossed the line. People were like fumbling behind me cause I literally fell right in front of everyone. Um, and I'm just like hands and knees on the track. And I was like, I hope that was enough because I don't have anything left. Like she had already pulled ahead of me like, yeah a couple of meters like you know because obviously she's a better runner than i am so she had crossed the line long before me and i obviously i'm not counting the seconds so um i'm i'm waiting for them to calculate the final point totals and then when they finally get it up i look up to like the little scoreboard thing and my name me, it was like one huh
1: how what was the scores
2: oh i can't even remember it might have been like 60 maybe like 62 something for me, but I only, I think I only got her maybe by like, it had to be less than 20 points. I don't know, which is like nothing at all. Like, I think if I, if I ran like a half a second slower, I would have missed it. Like it was, it was so close. Like I got it by the skin of my teeth. And so I look up, my name is still in third and I was just like, Oh my God. And then literally the first person I see is my brother who somehow made it down to the track to where like the photographers are. And it was only after, um, like when I got to talk to him after the meet that he said that he literally like begged the security to like let him by the gate. Cause he's like, look, my sister's about to make the Olympic team. Can I just stand here or whatever? So I like literally like scrape myself up off the track <laughs> and like, go and like, give him a hug or whatever. And that's actually the picture that's um, on my screensaver right now. Cause it was such a moment. Um I don't know if you guys can even see this, but oh, tugging like, him.
0: Yeah.
2: Somebody, I don't even know how somebody even got that photo, but yeah, it was just such a tense moment and I literally just made it, like I said, in the email by like the skin of my teeth. Cause had I been any slower, <laughs> like I would have not made the team. So um it was it was very, very intense. But yeah, Whoa. managed to hang on to third by. I don't even know. <laughs>
1: that, that <laughs> that's crazy. that like that is that, that yeah. That's nuts. That's yeah. that is nuts.
2: Literally panicking the entire race, especially when I saw her. Like when I knew that my legs were dead, and I saw her pulling away from me. Oh, I was, that's scary. I don't. I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna do it. <laughs> but Whoa. now we got it done.
0: That's phenomenal. That's Good amazing. Yeah, that I, that story with your brother actually like, gave me chills. Yeah, you were means, saying, yeah, what he
1: said. That was that was cool. Yeah, it
2: was
0: awesome. It was awesome. Wow. Um. Wow. I don't even
1: know how to. <laughs> continue no, I yeah, I point. know. I have a question. So, how was the Olympic? How was your first Olympics? What was, I guess, how was the village, athletes' village? How was all that? The whole experience.
2: Oh, it was so cool because it's not like making a normal world team. You're like a normal world team. You know, you make it, you go through team processing, you get sized for like your uniform and stuff. And then you leave, they mail you your suitcase filled with all your gear like, a couple weeks later. Olympic team, so different. You still do all that uniform sizing stuff, but you go through like a whole gallery of like, um, Ralph Lauren polo stuff and you get all of that gear and fitted for like Sick. opening ceremony stuff. And then you get like extra Nike gear. I mean, I was in this Nike, I don't even know, what it even was, but they had my name somehow on the mirror <laughs> and they had like all this stuff that I had never seen. And I was, it, it was just so, so cool. And then um, we went to training camp in Houston, I believe before we all left for Rio. Um, and uh, of course that's when like Zika and stuff was really big. So um, yeah. I didn't really go out and explore outside of the village much, mm-hmm. uh, but the village was cool. I mean, it was just these, you know, huge, towers um everywhere people in different countries i mean usa have their own building because we're a huge team um but like some countries had to like share a building which was fine everybody hung their flags outside of um mm. building um the eating area was just this giant like i don't want to say cafeteria but that's kind of what it was it had different lines um of like different kinds of food you just grab a plate and go wherever yeah. it was in the middle um which was really cool because you're getting to eat with every like literally everybody in the village there was also a mcdonald's that was always packed Uh, (laughs) really yeah mcdonald's was like right there in the village always lying out the door you you
1: wouldn't think that would be the first thing to put in the (laughs) athletes village. you know what guys we need a mcdonald's (laughs) they're gonna they're gonna need a mcdonald's stat i mean like
2: if
0: you're done i mean i'm hoping that i was posting no
2: no it was all week i mean like people were there all the time like (laughs) it
0: they have some good breakfast they
1: have good breakfast <laughs> what were you eating before breakfast before the day of your meat? i want to see if it was an egg mcmuffin
2: <laughs> it wasn't an egg mcmuffin but i think it, it probably was like some toast i eat pretty simple on meat day but i definitely did go to mcdonald's and get like nuggets and like cookies and, st- and fries yeah. of
1: course oh like the day oh, of your race
2: during no like oh like after no before but like not right before (laughs) so like you get there and you still had like a couple days to adjust and then there was opening ceremonies and then i think track started maybe like four days later so like when we first got there yeah i was eating mcdonald's and (laughs) but not like every day some people were like you know consistently like i'm at mcdonald's (laughs) Um, so i was trying to do a little bit better but it's so tempting (laughs) What what country
1: was at mcdonald's the most
2: what country has McDonald's the most? I don't no, know what
1: country was at the McDonald's the most.
2: That's a good question. I think it might have been like are like the countries in Africa, like Kenya. Like I don't I don't really know. I can't remember. <laughs> it was African countries, to be honest. But yeah, but it was there was a McDonald's and they had like a PNG, like a nail salon. Um oh, wow. like you know that. And what else? They had some other cool stuff. I know they had a a uh, little station with like uh, virtual reality goggles and stuff. I think. Oh, it was Samsung because they were giving out phones. I think. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it was like a Samsung thing they're giving out Olympic phones. I don't know. So there was like a lot of stuff. You kind of really didn't need to leave the village, which yep. I think was the point. They wanted yeah. you to have everything that you could possibly ever need and want. So um, yeah, I didn't leave much. My parents came um outside of the gates because there's all this security to get in the village of course yeah probably so i hung out with them before the day of the meet and it was just really cool i mean opening ceremonies was cool i was on tv like stuffing my face with popcorn so like people got (laughs) pictures of that like i'm just like behind like serena (laughs) Williams or something just like face full of popcorn (laughs) so um (laughs) so that was opening ceremony and then um We walked around this, like, big arena. Everybody had their, you know, flags. Everybody was dressed in their, like, nice outfits and stuff. And that was super cool. Um, And then competing, I mean, I don't know how many times I stopped and just, like, looked around and said, like, I'm at the Olympics. Like, I don't even know how I got here. Like, this is, like – I mean, it's something you watch on TV, something you dream about, but, like, never something – Did you miss
1: exams? Weird question, but –
2: Okay, so (laughs) –
1: is
0: school, Is school
2: was starting so I did not even stay for the duration of the Olympics like I left so my roommate oh. um at Georgia was also a triple jumper and she made the Olympic team as well so like the heptathletes competed at the beginning of the week triple jump was like the next day and then we left to go back to school what? and then yes and so I'm sitting at home watching the olympics on tv and i'm Hand like off. you know my professors would have probably understood <laughs> like
1: they probably did you would even try like, you're like hey no. guys sorry brb after olympics representing our country right now yeah. i can't make math <laughs> 101
2: i literally didn't even try like i literally was like okay i'm gonna come to the olympics but then like i have to get back to <laughs> <laughs> it was so oh, i know looking back on it i'm like why why would I not stay so like if I make this 2021 team I am staying the whole time (laughs) from start to finish
0: I've heard the parties are I was just about to
1: ask like I did were the parties fun
2: yeah so like I mean obviously I didn't go to the olympic one I imagine that was like super crazy but um yeah I actually haven't haven't been to a senior team party. I don't know if I have, but like the parties are usually fun. Cause it's just everybody from every country just letting loose. I mean, it's after the meet, so people can just. After
1: you know, their event, they're probably own. going nuts. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They're just letting loose. I, after the tap on, I'm usually just like pretty dead. So like, I'm usually yeah. just in my bed, like shriveled up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I could have fun, but I got, feel so dead. Um, but the parties that I have made it to, I'm just like, yeah, this is so cool. And then I have a lot of former teammates. Um, on other countries teams. So like I, you know, knew people from Cyprus and from wow. like, you know, Antigua and everywhere. So it's cool to like, kind of see them as well. Like, Oh, we're in a different country, but we like train together. We have a bunch of Estonian, um, the Catholics that train at Georgia. So it's like kind of cool to just see people on other teams.
1: You see your teammates at the McDonald's. Oh, Hey, you're here. Hey. Yeah. I'm just getting my nuggets <laughs> before my event. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we talked to a an olympic race walker that was also at rio mm-hmm. um a part of great britain um tom bosworth and okay. he said that uh great britain threw like a party. massive party that got uh, shut down their, or something on their floors like <laughs> was like three floors close to the end of the olympics and it got like shut down because all the other <laughs> countries started coming and it uh, yeah. was an open bar apparently they had to close the tab yep. yeah yeah
2: that's so crazy. I don't doubt it though. I, like I said, people let loose after after they're done competing. After the stress is over, seriously, um, and then most people that's the end of the season for them. So it's like we don't even have to worry about like going back to training in a couple days. It's like we can just literally this is freedom. um yeah. So yeah, definitely. I don't. I don't doubt it for sure. <laughs>
1: that's
0: awesome. Wow. That's That's crazy. That's cool. It's really cool to see like, to get like your perspective on it. From like like, how
1: the Olympics was like, I wouldn't have known there was a McDonald's. Like I wouldn't have known that.
2: Yeah. I guess a lot of people don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was good too. It was pretty normal. That was a question I got was like, was the food like pretty much the same? And I was like, yeah, like it was, it was just literally just packed in there. Like crazy.
0: Yeah. That's cool. They've got it. Yeah, they've probably got to meet everyone. They've meet like everyone, like every possible like demographic or yeah. type of person. They need to like meet their needs.
1: It's got to be per like the so, amount of there's... money they probably have on budget on food has got to be like perfect. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. a lot. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because in the cafeteria, I mean, they have like pastas and chicken and you know rice and bread. Like they literally just try to cover
1: everyone. Yeah.
2: That's yeah, to make everybody. Be able to find something to eat because that's the worst thing is when you go to a different yeah. place, like don't recognize anything or you don't like anything. I'm a picky eat this, so like I've been Named. in some places where I'm like I don't know is there is there a McDonald's close by? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> um, now I travel with like peanut butter and like stuff to make a sandwich because oh my gosh. I like my own snacks because I literally I made the mistake I was in France and it was a World Youth team and I didn't bring my own snacks didn't know what the food was and I'm like 15 or something so I'm like super all I eat is like chicken nuggets at this time anyway so I get to like France and I'm like I don't know what this is and I'm calling my dad like dad I'm not eating anything like can you help me so he's actually coming to the meet and literally every day I, I was eating McDonald's like before the meet because <laughs> how'd you do in the meet yes like he would just bring me McDonald's because I, I wasn't eating anything else <laughs> But after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to bring my own snacks so that I I know that I always have something that I like. So, like, I always bring, like, Nature Valley bars. I always bring, like, you know, little travel size like, peanut butter, jelly, you know, crackers, whatever, just so I can have, like, you know. If I just get snacky or hungry, I'm not trying to find the nearest, like, fast food that I
1: recognize. I imagine what the other 15-year-olds of the world championship are thinking. They're getting ready, like, half an hour is the first, like, the hurdles. And then all you see is your dad walking over the McDonald's bag, gives it to you. You start chowing down McDonald's. And the one kid from Poland's like, nah, she's built different, eh? I just can't. And then you got her dad, like, feeding her, like, vegan protein bars. She's like, where's my nuggets? It
2: was rough. It was, yeah, it was it was It's. it's been it's been interesting overseas that's,
0: that's awesome <laughs> that's cool where is your like what's has, what has been your favorite place that you've traveled to let's go on
2: uh doha last year was actually really 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 cool and i i i, I probably would have never gone to doha you know qatar had i not had you know the world championships there yeah. but it was really cool everything just looked the buildings were super modern um, everything was lit up really nice at night um, the people were really nice and yeah it was just beautiful my family like vacationed a little bit afterwards so we did all the like the sand like I think I forgot I think it's called dune bashing or something like that we're basically just flying in an SUV like over the sand dunes in the desert yeah, that's and, cool. yeah and like camel riding and um, stuff like that so it's it's a beautiful place um, so that's that's been my favorite place I love London as well. I mean, I just think it's that's beautiful too. But my all-time, my my favorite meet is actually in Austria, and that's, um, Gotsis and that's just a heptathlon decathlon meet. And um, the fans love the multi-event, so they show up. They're you know, it's packed. People are drinking beer. Like they know who all the athletes are. It's just like one big party and their music is blasting. And so yeah, I mean, it was so fun when I went um, in 2019 and I was just like counting down the days to go back this past year. So I was super bummed that like uh, we couldn't, but um, yeah. And then like they, they fly us out um, obviously like a, a week early or something like that to just get us acclimated. But since the U S people are there so early, like we get to do a kids event before the meet, which was really cool um and then they just they just have a bunch of stuff to celebrate the um the multi-ventors and so it's nice to just like feel that love because we're kind of the forgotten about event so to have a meet specifically for us and the fans show up and they know who you are and they're excited about like watching you compete um it's really cool and like fans are just lined along the track it's not like a huge huge stadium where like the fans are like way back they're like they're right there it's it's so much fun so that's by far my favorite meet in austria austria is also beautiful um so but yeah so i guess those three places austria london and um doha will be my favorites thus far
1: wow
0: awesome yeah that's sick that's really cool because i think like um like big sports like basketball obviously hockey and stuff they're used to that like massive crowd but when you go into those like smaller events i guess um and like even just like just like just like a long jump event yeah like probably not too many eyes on that so like when you get to just your specific event it's probably so cool seeing like the the entire crowd there it's just like just you guys um yeah that's cool because like some like as cool as it is seeing like a massive crowd with like hundreds of thousands of people um it's i think sometimes more special being like connected yeah, you know? yeah
2: for sure and Yeah, like sharing that
0: experience with them so yeah, yeah that's cool speaking of like the whole covid situation how it got like your austrian meet got cancelled how have you been like dealing with the, like i guess the covid situation training wise and just like life wise um how have you been keeping busy
2: um fortunately for me um i wasn't super thrown off i know like you know some people are you know, on the, on the brink of retirement and they're waiting until the yeah. Olympics to start a family. So I'm not there, you know, and I'm not, you know, some people might've just had surgery. And so they're grateful for this time because it allows them more time to recover yep. or they just be or something. I'm not there. So I was just kind of like, you know, okay. Like, you know, I, I trust that my coach will, you know, I, I trust that he was going to have me ready had it happen this year, but I think he'll definitely have me ready, you know, in 2021. Mm-hmm. So, um, we just really used the time to like focus on the things that I wouldn't normally focus on in a normal season. So we worked a lot on like core strength and like shoulder strength, um, ankle stability, just stuff that would kind of get looked over if you're kind of in the normal hustle and bustle of a season. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was a really nice use of the time. And my coach really stressed, like, you know, this is a time to rest, like mentally, physically, emotionally, all of that. He's like, because, we're going to have the Olympics and then world championships, world championships. So the next three years we're going to be pushing it. So he's like, so use this time to just kind of unplug and have fun and just, you know, relax, do things that you, you know, just in, enjoy doing. I mean, as safe as you can. So I yeah. scrapbooking, you know, like I said, I, I taught my dog all these tricks and, you know, <laughs> hung out with her a bunch. Um, I got like an exercise bike to start, you know, doing stuff at the house, you know, just getting creative about different ways to work out. Um, So yeah, I think we utilized this time as best we could. And of course it helped with my brother being down the street. Um, You know, if I got bored, we would just go walk our dogs together or like I would just go see whatever, like he was cooking or something. (laughs) Uh, So yes, I think that we did the best we could, Um, obviously it, it was a bummer not to compete i mean as athletes we of course we just want to get out there yeah. um and that's how we make most of our income is is competing in prize money so mm-hmm. um i think if anything like that's what hit me the hardest was the fact that you know luckily my sponsor is nike and i have like a, a base salary through them but majority of the income comes from prize money um so i guess that's the biggest way that i was affected is just like not having the potential to earn income like we do most years
0: mm-hmm.
2: um but aside from that, I was able to just kind of start some projects that um, I've been putting off. I, you know, made my apartment more of a home, you know, I was decorating it, you know, just kind of just spending time unplugging. And so um, now that we've kind of gotten back into the swing of training, I feel like very refreshed and like very, very good going into this next year.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great that you made the most of it. Like a lot of people... Um, think of it negatively. And actually like speaking of surgery, our last podcast uh, guest um, just had surgery as well. Oh, and yeah. she used This time as recovery, um, which is, is great. And I smart. guess lucky um, for some yeah. people. Lucky and smart. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's great that you like continue to like find other things to do. Keep yourself um, occupied. busy, occupied. Yeah. That's the, that's the, the best thing. way to kind of go about it. Cause once you start doing nothing, you get into that routine. Yeah of doing nothing and even when COVID might be gone you're still stuck do, doing, doing nothing,
2: nothing. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly No, I try to try to do just a little something you know whether it's you know go on a hike or something explore a new trail just something to make it seem like I still had some sort of routine yeah uh, but yeah it's it's definitely been an interesting year that's for sure
0: yeah for sure i agree um yeah. well yeah that was a phenomenal talking to you amazing uh, lots of great stories <laughs> we're coming to the end so we got one more little segment that we like to do at the end and it's a speed round okay um, so we have a few questions lined up just kind of give us your answer um you can take a few seconds um and then at the end we have a little longer one um and yeah and We'll kind of end it off. Yeah. So I want to start with the questions.
1: Okay. So first question: favorite
0: movie.
2: Oh, um, um, um. Mad Money.
0: Come okay. on. Favorite TV series.
2: Um. Right now I'm watching Luther on Netflix.
0: Okay.
2: And, I mean on Amazon Prime and it's actually pretty good. So that's kind of what I'm into now.
1: Love that. You said you're a massive sweet tooth. You have a massive sweet tooth in uh in the email. So what's your favorite dessert?
2: Um, well, well, my favorite candy is sour punch straws, but I love like cake. My favorite cake would just be like vanilla with like the white vanilla icing. But yeah, I love like cakes, candies, cookies, literally all of it.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) Um, if you could travel to one place in the world, where would it be?
2: Um, I would love to go to i don't know like like fiji or something like something that's cool like really out there yeah
1: yeah biggest fear
2: um bugs like cockroaches
1: <laughs>
0: yeah i hate bugs oh, i hate bugs <laughs> if you could be one thing other than a heptathlete what would it be
2: um i would probably be like some sort of something in like marketing or advertising that's what i got my degree in um, and I like love that whole world. So I could just, I would be some somewhere in the creative department in like advertising probably.
1: Cool. Yeah. I love that answer. Favorite cheat meal.
2: Oh, I don't, I don't know what's considered cheap. I, like our, our like tacos. Is that a cheat meal? I don't know. Yeah.
1: yeah if it's happen. not in your regular routine of diet, I would say it's a
0: cheat meal. All
2: right. Well, maybe that's not a cheat meal. Maybe like <laughs> pizza. I guess I like, eat tacos for regularly. No, tacos like,
0: are good. <laughs> yeah. I love tacos.
2: Me too. And I'm like, I don't know what's
0: good. Soft shell or hard shell? That's the big question.
2: Soft shell.
0: Have you ever done soft shell around a hard shell? Mm, bam. I
2: haven't, but I usually break my hard shells into like nachos.
0: Okay. Okay. If you want to get nice <laughs> crunch,
1: but still that soft texture, hard shell covered in the soft shell. It's amazing like
2: i'm going to try
1: that so try this. so good it's so
0: good and it catches whatever falls from the hard shell
1: because it's in the soft
2: or,
0: smile. <laughs> <laughs> i love
1: that thing man
0: <laughs> uh, um all right so last question you can take a little bit more time for this one uh if you could have dinner with one person dead or alive who would it be and why
2: Ooh. If I can have dinner with one person, I would say, I don't know, I would probably have dinner with Jackie Joyner Kersey, and she's alive, but she um, is like the greatest to ever do it, in the heptathlon. and they have on. And I have talked to her before, so like I do have wow. her phone number. And she's like, she keeps up with like some of what, you know, the big meets we're at and what's going on. But we've never actually like sat down and like had dinner. So I would love to just sit down and be able to like pick her brain on on yeah. some things. And even her just transition now after being a pro, like I just feel like, you know, she would just have so much like knowledge to just like spill onto me. So um, yeah, I would love to have dinner with her.
0: Okay, what's her name again?
2: Jackie joyner Kersey
0: Jackie, okay, Jackie, if you're listening to this, um, Ken, she probably she probably is listening to this. Um, so Kendall would love to have dinner with you. Uh, I think you should make it happen. Um, yeah, she deserves it.
1: <laughs> and I guess this is kind of the end, near the end, basically the podcast. Uh, Kendall, um, if you want to give a quick shout out, give the, give the viewers at home, kind of uh, let them know about Life Fuels and Me Versus Me. Tell them a little rundown of what both those are about.
2: Yeah, so my um, brother's brand—he created a brand called Me vs Me—and um, I love what it stands for. I mean, my brother's been through a lot of like uh, trials and tribulations through his athletic career. It's, yep. it's probably the polar opposite of mine, um, which is interesting because we're both very elite athletes, but his story mm. is way different. And he created this brand kind of as a result of kind of everything that um, he's been through. And I just love what it stands for. It's just all about like overcoming, like. Your own, like personal, like boundaries, like whatever you're going through, yeah. it's, it's it's you versus you. So like whether you're you know set your goals for yourself, accomplish those goals, or like if you're going through a trial, just you know push past it. Like it's forget all the outside noise. It's you. It's you versus you, basically. And so, um, yeah. So you can buy merchandise off of his website. It's called Shop like Shop in Me Versus Me. dot com. Um, And so, yeah, I had to shout that out, of course, just because I love my brother, and and I love what the the brand stands for. And then also, Life Fuels is uh, this cool little water bottle, Um, and I just recently became a brand ambassador for them. And this bottle is really cool because it allows you to kind of infuse your water with kind of anything you need. So right now, in my bottle, I have lemon-lime electrolytes, um, dragon fruit-flavored natural energy, and then sour apple pre workout, but they wow. also have like um, antioxidants. They have collagen, and you just literally screw this pot into the bottom of your water, and then you press this button to be able to infuse however much you want into your water. And um, that's and yeah, really a cool. Bunch of different flavors, yeah, a bunch of different flavors. They have peach, they have strawberry kiwi lemonade, they have like I don't I don't even know like blackberry and lime. So. Um, Yes, yeah, so I've been using this lately and it's like changed the game for me hydration wise. And they also have an app that you can track your hydration and um, it like kind of sets a, a hydration goal for you, depending on like how active you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also dispense um, your pods into your bottle from the app. Um, so it's just really cool. And, and <laughs> I have been loving it hydration wise. After the workout, I literally just like shoot some electrolytes into my water and um I feel so much better. Like before the workout, I did a yeah. pre-workout model. So, um, yeah, so loving life fuels and then I'm loving me. me. me so those me. are like my awesome. two things that I like had to shut out.
0: That's awesome. That's great. And both were for other people. That's yeah. That's
2: <laughs> yeah awesome like, you. Like, personal, like cool stuff. I wish I did, but no. Nope.
0: Maybe like a marketing agency later on.
2: Yeah, I know. I need to get on that. I mean, like as a marketing, like advertising person, you would think that like I would do a better job for me. But it's like, (laughs) I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you did a great job showing out Life Fuels and your brother's brand. (laughs) Fantastic.
2: Selling other people's products.
0: (laughs) That's still marketing. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Well, we'll do a quick shout out for you. You can follow Kendall on Instagram uh, at uh, Kdub underscore 100. 100. 100. Um, and yeah thank you so much for coming on we appreciate it one of our earlier guests and uh, it was phenomenal amazing great story Um, and we'll we'll definitely stay in touch
2: awesome thank you guys have a great one you too
0: bye